The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, though, I want to talk to Hazel de Nortoon, who is a People Before Profit councillor for Ballyfermot and Drimna Ward and a founder of Chongabyo Ballyformod. And she is here to talk about their proposal for a publicly funded national childcare service. Hazel, you're welcome to the show. How would this work? What exactly are you proposing? Well, with the proposal that we have within our childcare policy that we launched today is moving towards a publicly funded childcare system. Um, not too dissimilar to what we would have in our general uh, primary childcare system, which would give um, access to children, free entry into childcare and expand, expanding it across the network. So it would also then provide um, positions within the public sector, a payroll for childcare workers, which would then would have obviously positive benefited effects um, across the sector, giving them stability, giving them decent pay. And also given um, much needed support to the childcare sector, I'm sure you've probably heard an awful lot of the arguments at the moment about how difficult it is mm. to maintain the system as is. Um, I have this, the one that I founded there, Tangabio, that you mentioned, that's currently a non-for-profit organisation within a state-owned uh, building, which that model would mean that if I was to move on as a provider for all of the funding that I received from public for capital bills to expand or update the building as necessary for requirement by Tuesday, yeah. Um, that building would still lie within the same area. It could still be used as a provider, even if I was to then move on. So you're keeping continuity within the area for childcare. That's just one aspect that I would be familiar with, a halfway method yeah, okay. to where we need to go. And how how much would the whole proposal cost the state? We've costed it within the budget there for 1.5 billion to move over to a fully funded. Now that's a transitionary okay. model. And, um, and just for, I guess, in people's minds to understand it, well, I appreciate there would be differences. You'd be kind of talking about the school system, but extend it to early mm-hmm. years education. I mean, is that, a, you know, like mm-hmm. as in uh, people who work in it being kind of treated the way teachers are treated by the state? Yeah, and hopefully a bit better than they are at the moment. But yes, like ultimately, it would be looking at a public sector role. Um, I, I worked with people within the childcare sector who are working with SIP2 on the Big Start movement about getting a recognised pay scale. Um, and that was one of the steps that they used. But this would ultimately be similar to what a civil servant role would be is in paying childcare workers, um, which is, to me personally as well is a very important, one of probably the most important roles that we should have in society is working with children at such a young age um, and being that consistency um, given the opportunity then for keeping people within the sector, which is also a huge difficult thing to do at the moment, no matter what people are doing, no matter what funding um, is coming across in a piecemeal way from government mm. at the moment, it's still very difficult to get people into the role. I just don't think it's supported or recognised enough as it should be. And it's about moving into that method, okay. um, you know, is it, it, the method that we'll be using. Rowena Fisher is with us as well, preschool childcare provider and owner at uh, Phyllis Preschool. Um, Rowena, how does this sound? Good evening, Kieran. Yeah, listen, loads of points are fantastic and they all sound wonderful. And in it, But it's, it's a pipe dream, really. You know, we have to bear in mind here that 75% of these childcare services, very high quality services that we provide, these are private businesses. These are our businesses that we've put life savings or blood, sweat and tears into setting up. Um, you know, I'm still personally paying off loans for my for my little business. I, I mean, the Federation looked at this fully funded model I and mean, it sounds wonderful, but like have the government got five billion a year to make it work? Because this is really what's needed to make it work. How much because did you say? Five, said, five, five billion? billion? Five billion a year to make it work. 
And why? No, and I can't see that. I mean, the providers again seem to be forgotten here. You know, I suppose my opinion is. We provide already around the country, these, the 75% of the childcare services, as I said, are privately owned. And they're very, very high quality services. Funding is the problem. It's the ultimate problem here is the funding. The current system is working. You, you know, we have it. We just, with staffing crisis, absolutely. We, you know, with, again, it's funding is the main problem here. So, I mean, if you were to accept that for some people, it is still too expensive you know, and we hear people talking about a second mortgage. Your your, your preference would be for what? For, for more government subsidies, for tax breaks for people, but other, other means of support rather than nationalisation? Absolutely, yes. You know, we all want affordable childcare. The parents, we absolutely agree they are paying very, very high rates. And, you know, we all want to make it more affordable for them. But the overloading admin and them losing control of our private business, you know, who, at the cost of all this is what's making it what's making it very, very difficult for us. You know, there's numerous, there's numerous, numerous challenges, I should say, rather. But, you know, the funding constraint um, is really is what limits us. It's chronically underfunded for decades. And we've acknowledged now, you know, yeah. that there is been huge, you know, huge inputs and it's fantastic. And the core funding has come in and it's it's great. But to be honest, it's not, it's nowhere near enough. And lots of our providers, we're now talking about pulling out of core funding because we just can't. It's just too, we need to go private, go back to our, take back control of our business and go private in order to be sustainable and viable. And that's the reality of the situation. Uh, Hazel, I mean, you're both at it, I, I would wager, on, on a lot of issues, particularly on the underfunding for, for so many years. But what do you say to yeah. people like Rowena, who who have built up kind of their own business from scratch? Yeah, no, I understand completely. And one of the roles, particularly, I suppose, that has been raised there is around the admin sector of it, some of the childcare roles nearly have become 80% admin to just kind of keep up with all of the requirements, particularly around the core funding. And I 100% understand. I mean, there isn't a case where if we were to move towards a nationalisation of a method, it wouldn't be overnight. It would be included in consultation. I mean, I'm all the time screaming for consultation and everything that we do will be about working together to get to that method where things are more sustainable so that like that uh, service providers aren't calling are talking about calling out or pulling out of services mm. but also in and around um i mean i think there is a middle ground here to be reached on all sides of it and it's about actually looking at what's best as well for communities sustainable communities for children coming into services and um, there's a particular case in our area in chapel lizard where um there was a private crash and the landlord decided to sell the site to a developer and that crash has now been removed and there's no access and there's no mm. plans uh, for anything to be opened up on. So I think there's so many different avenues, there's so many pieces of the structure at the moment that is wrong. Yeah. But I 100% hear private providers, this isn't about going against the small providers at all. It's about looking at a method that everybody can access into and yeah. we think in people for profit. So that's and, looking at more of a nationalised model and, and, and a wider aspect. And Hazel, someone here has suggested this system would be great, but there should be some payment from parents, like €200 Euro a month. Yeah. They, they don't explain exactly why they would support that but it it would mirror what you have in a lot of other countries I mean even I think Luxembourg, yeah. Iceland and Sweden are kind of top of the list according to UNICEF mm-hmm. uh, Slovakia, the US and Cyprus bottom this is amongst kind of wealthy countries uh, obviously yeah. kind of comparing like with like but even in those on the top of the list there is a nominal fee I think even Sweden might yeah. be the cheapest but it's still over 100 quid there's something there 
Yeah, and I and I know and a lot of sometimes that would go even towards the hot mail system mm. where the government would probably subsidise it and depending per child you would pay for something. Not just dissimilar to what we have in the education system, um, like say primary skills, even though the state had bought uh, no free school fees this year, the schools still came back and said, but we still need some funding to get past on maybe music or whatever it may be. There is nuances to particular and there might be some aspects there where you need to support for particular things depending on the service and that's what I think about is opening this conversation to say look where are we going like if you're looking at the public deprivation index there the other day some of the services and areas that we would call disadvantaged that's the sustainability within childcare is the only probably hot meal or consistency that, that some children might have at the moment while we're trying to tackle child poverty and all so it's all of the aspects of getting into it and um, that's what we were trying to identify within okay. the policy today but not everything I will say not everything is going to just come in overnight and we're not going to solve it all. It is going to be with consultation, but that's where we're starting at now. Hazel de Norton, who's a People Before Profit councillor uh, in Ballyfermot, Drimna, and the founder of Chonga Bio, Ballyformod, and Rowena Fisher, preschool childcare provider and the owner at Phyllis uh, Preschool. Hi, Kieran. The payment per month means it's valued and it's also viable for the state. I think that's the same listener getting back in touch who suggested the €200 Euro per month. And indeed, there is some payment in other countries. I think even in Norway, because I checked out a curiosity, I mean, Norway's a petrol state. So that's how wealthy uh, Norway is. Not often included in the list of petrol states, but they absolutely are. And they charge about 300 quid per month. So everywhere seems to charge something. Uh, Liam in Longford, though, says, great idea. Another tranche of workers who can't be held accountable individually for the quality of their work. We don't need more public servants. So says Liam. 087-1400-106. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy. With Nissan. Weekdays from four. On News Talk.